What's happening, fam? Episode 47, Nothing Lose Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm joined with the special man. Uh, it was his right tackle back in high school, <laughs> Felipe Valdez. What's up? What's happening? How you doing? What is going on? How you doing? Get a little closer to the mic or scoot sorry. up, whichever one. Rookie. So they can hear your beautiful voice. I know. Sorry. If you're watching on live, sorry, we can't answer any questions because it's just me and Felipe. We don't have another phone, but I appreciate you guys watching. For everyone out there, Felipe, who is Felipe? Ah, uh, man. I'm from San Diego, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up around like the Spring Alley, Spring Valley area. Um, went to what Grossmont High School and or Helix, and then Grossmont High School. Yeah. Um, three sport athlete, and now I'm here. I live in currently. I live in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently work for Google, so it's uh, been a ride for sure. The whole journey there, though, like I I can testify when you move from. Helix to Grossmont. Mm-hmm. How was that? Like, how was the transition? How was the hate? How was the, the controversy? How was the just? It was humbling, wasn't it for you? Like, yeah, for no sure. Way. You go to a, a powerhouse high school, and then you go to Grossmont, where you already have a target on your back because you come from Helix, yeah. right? And Grossmont can't Grossmont can't beat Helix in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was tough. It was tough in the beginning, but um, you got a lot of tough love, especially from just basketball wise. Yeah, like football. They loved you. They t- they embraced you. Like, yeah, you're For gonna sure. shine. But in basketball, it was like, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> rough. It was rough. I always had to prove myself throughout my whole life. So it was nothing new. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was every time we played Helix, I knew it was a homecoming, mm-hmm. a bad homecoming. Bad <laughs> Why was the move though? Like, uh, we changed schools. Uh, or we changed uh, houses. Okay. Um, and that was back in the day where, um, you know, it's where wherever you lived is where you played high school. Oh, you had to play. Yeah. Okay. So now they're like the kids are transferring like no other day. Like they can transfer every man, other season and they don't have to sit out because you had to also sit out. You couldn't play varsity, right? Yeah, I had to sit out. Um, we tried uh, contesting at the CIF a couple times and they said no. So, but. so the journey, athlete, you're doing it. You're trying to make it in, mm-hmm. and then along those lines, your you, your adversity was a lot of injuries. Yeah, for the most part, um, I I stayed well. I think my injuries didn't really occur until like college, but yeah, there's like always, you know, pulled hamstrings, the typical type things, mm-hmm. but um, I, I never really missed a game ever. I was going to play hurt regardless. Yeah. I remember you played hurt. Yeah. We, we played Otai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otai. <laughs> Otai. Yes. You, you, brought, you brought that back and after that, you just went straight to the sideline. Like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> uh-huh. Take me out, coach. I'm done. But um, nonetheless, so where did you go to college? Um, so I, I hopped around. I went to three different colleges. Okay. Um, I tried walking on at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Dickerson, as a fullback, um, was third on the priority list and had no shot getting there. Um, and plus, I'm a, I would be a 5'6", 225 fullback. <laughs> um, and then I transferred to Idaho State, um, mm-hmm. Idaho State Bengals. Shout out Pocatello. Small, small world. Um, yeah, and I played football there. I, I was our um, running back, punt return. Um, a little bit in the slot. Um, I was a walk-on. I walked on there and then went to University of Laverne. So the whole Idaho journey was, that was. How was it going from San Diego, as a small big city, to Idaho where there's not much for me, going on? I, for me, it honestly did not matter because I just wanted to play just ball. Play. You know, like growing up, everyone's like, oh, hey, 
Felipe, you're way too small. You can't. You're mm-hmm. not going to be good at basketball. You're not going to be good at football. Mm-hmm. You can't get a scholarship. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, and so I made it to point like, hey, I'm going to play Division One football, and say, fuck all you guys. Right. You know. So yeah, you know, consider it was a double A school, but it was still a D1 school, and I was still able to compete at the highest level. So. Do you remember cool. this Facebook reminds you of your post that you used to put like? Because I, I remember I following you like cause obviously I'm on the football team with you and I just remember like everyone would like doubt you and you're like no I'm gonna fucking prove them wrong and yeah. then you would be out there the smallest guy out there and then you'd yeah. be just hyping yourself up you'd be your own hype man so yeah. my, my I'd be my own hype man I'd always have a chip on my shoulder yeah you know I, regardless I of the situation you would be the starter you would still have that. Yeah, mentality. Exactly. Like it's me you have the to. world. You have to, and you still carry that on now. Like as I see, like you just you're doing your own thing, but you're still like, hey, I still got something to prove. I'm always going to be the underdog, and mm-hmm. I think that's a lot that we can all take because if we think we're the man, then there's always going to be somebody knocking us down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as soon as you get complacent, it's when the next person comes in, right? Yeah. And so, places, and it's it's boring if you're not trying to improve yourself, yeah. right? And so, I think that's you know we fast forward about ten years now. It's about to be ten year reunion, right? Yeah. Um, graduated in 2009, but um, you know, fast forward to now, like that's what has allowed me to work at Google and be good at Google and get a promotion at Google, you know, and have different opportunities like that. So it's amazing. Congrats on the one year. Was that, so you celebrated that one year? Is it because it was like a lot, a lot of people make it to one year, or just like, hey, I proved myself? What was the whole um, feel about it for about Google? Yeah. Um, so it's it's something called Googleversary, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, people just celebrate like being there okay. in general, right? So Google really celebrates any type of like accomplishments, accomplishments or like wins, and that's that's what's really cool about that company is like anything that you do good, it's gonna be known, right? Um, rather than other corporate companies, it's kind of like oh, you're supposed to Another do that, right? Well, remember. yeah, you're supposed to work and do your <laughs> job, but yeah. you know it, it feels good to have love, and so it just continues to kind of build that positive attitude to say, hey, good job. You know, what's next? Okay, good job. You know what I mean? So, for sure, for sure. So, you graduated. Did you finish school or did you just? Absolutely. Okay. I would have got my ass beat by my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Degree in? Uh, kinesiology. Yes. So, people who don't know what kinesiology is, I had an emphasis in strength conditioning. Um, it is the anatomy of the body, obviously. Um, and so that's when I kind of grew into fitness. Fitness just fell on my lap um, when I transferred to University of Laverne. Because um, originally after, and I'm, I'm just jumping all over the place, right. but um, I, out Idaho State, we got a new coach called, uh, and his name was Coach Kramer. Um, and so I originally thought that I was going to be put on um, scholarship. And uh, we competed in the spring, and... Um, essentially what happened is they let me go along with a couple other people go. Um, and so then at that point, I kind of just decided that, uh, I wasn't going to go back to school. Um, and so this, uh, one, one, one coach, one of my biggest mentors till this day, um, coach Durant, he essentially, you know, hit me up, him and, uh, coach bear hit me up, say, Hey, come play for university of Laverne. I'm like, what the hell is University of Laverne? <laughs> Where like, the fuck is it? How do I get there? <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, no. I'm not going to play at a D3 school. Like, my head was just super big. Yeah. I had that, like, D1 cocky attitude. Right. You well, know. you had the talent. You know you could put this shit out. So yeah. why am I going to step down two yeah. division, not just one? Exactly. Um, but I, I went out to visit. I had my tour with Coach Bear. Um, and those are two of my biggest mentors, Coach Durant, Coach Bear. 
short story, it's that's where I grew into fitness with my strength conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, graduated kinesiology. And so straight out of college, um, I started my own company, Valdez Sports Performance. Um, you know, if you look back at my old IG posts, you know, I used to train high school kids. I used to be a high mm-hmm. school coach. Um, it's you came back. I you came graduated. Back. You came back. Correct. Yeah. To came your back. Roots. Yeah. Living on my mom's, or at my mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to save money as much hey, as we can. We all have to. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially um, came back and was coaching, doing the whole strength conditioning, started my own company. Um, but I also fell in love in college in my last semester with um, special needs kids. Okay. Um, people with cerebral palsy, um, you know, autism, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and we would play with them, you know, at recess, right. during the classroom, and find, like, different ways and be creative for them to learn and kind of enhance like what they can do and different textures that they can do. And I found that really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I got my certificate in special ed. um, Here? In San Diego. Diego. Yeah. So um, I was certified and I was actually going to get my teaching credentials um, to be a special ed teacher. Um, But then that's when my car broke down and (laughs) bills started coming in and things like that. So um, but yeah, kinesiology is where it, where it all started for me. So the side gig turned into like, hey, I gotta put this aside and actually get a career mm-hmm. type of wise and get my yeah. my mind right. It was it was always in the back of my mind, you know. Okay. Especially shout out to all the personal trainers who actually do make it happen because it's very very hard. Right? Yeah, it's, it's you, long days, like yeah, the whole day, literally you, your whole day. You have to literally worry about how you're gonna get your next client. You know, am I going to pay this bill? What do I have to do? Are you going to keep that client? Exactly. And like, how can you, you know, keep your clients and things like that? So, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely tough. But yeah, my car broke down and then that's when I called my best friend. I was like, man, you're making a lot of money. What are you doing? Uh, exactly. <laughs> and at that point we had just graduated and $45,000, you know, back in what, 2014 seemed yeah. like a lot of money. Making it. Right? <laughs> exactly. I was like, dang, you're rich, man. You're rich. I don't know how you got this money, but I'm with it. Whatever. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. And so that's when I got into recruiting. Okay. Um, and then fast forward three years. So you did recruiting here? Yeah. Aerotech. And Aerotech yeah. for one or two years? or uh, For about a year and a half, mm-hmm. essentially. What kind of recruiting? Um, so it was full cycle, um, but it was for like commercial, so like blue collar type work. Okay. Um, you know, Honestly, like the, the minimum wage type yeah. employees, um, you know, the turnover rate wasn't that good. You know, mm-hmm. we have people who would fail drug tests or, you know, yeah. just not show up to work. Or, See, with a, you know, a lot of different personalities. There, different though. personalities. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it was hard itself to, to kind of fill those voids with different companies because they had so many. A lot of employees were either, you know quitting or finding a better job or didn't like it or whatever it was or you yourself you just you're frustrated because yeah. you have pretty much goals or priorities to me or quotas right exactly yeah and so and plus it was commission-based right oh, fuck. so when it comes down to commission-based like you're yeah. constantly grinding but yeah. aerotech was a grind mm-hmm. itself um yeah do you do you think that was like a dark time at that time because like you were Absolutely. like i'm making good money but i'm like I'm that's exactly hurting myself, right? I'm, I'm yeah. basically. That's exactly what it was. I was actually in a five-year relationship, and I got so in tuned into making as much money as I can that I kind of blocked out all of life, mm-hmm. and just all I all I really cared about was money. Yeah. And so I kind of burned a lot of bridges during that time, 
Um, so that was for sure very dark. dark Do you time. see that a lot though with uh, like the people that we grew up with? Like you see like they focused a lot of money and now they're turning back and like, hey, how you been? And like, oh, who are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I kind of was going down that route for the for, for a couple of years mm-hmm. because of who I was becoming. Because when you when you grow up as a poor kid and you actually get a taste of money, yeah. you don't ever want to go back. Oh no, you ever. don't want to go back yeah. broke and you like, hey, I made it. Exactly. And you're like, look at me. It's like it's like um when you go back to your old neighborhood and you actually have something to show off like hey yeah this is a, this way i came from yeah so that that was that was rough for sure but it definitely taught me like to work hard like when you when you say like hey first one to show up last one to leave like that's exactly what mm-hmm. it was and on top of getting commission because you always want more and more money like yeah. you control how much money you're going to make how much more commission you're going to make um so that that was that was definitely a grind two years grinding it out at aerotech mm-hmm. and then what clicked or what what said um, I gotta get out of here. What was your mindset at that point? Well, the relationship's I, over. Yeah, relationships over, um, and essentially just just quit. Just yeah. end up quitting. Just so you it. just drop it like, hey, it was like I'm even still my at parents, home. Yeah, I, I could still kind of like bounce around a little bit. Well, not even that. My parents had a one-on-one conversation with me. It's like, yo, listen, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, <laughs> <laughs> but you are not yourself. So figure your shit out. Um, and shit. that's when my dad first told me, like, hey. Money's not everything. You don't want to burn these bridges. And just for whatever reason, it clicked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah. So, um, and then end up, you know, going back to special head teaching. Okay. Um, working with special needs, sorry. Um, and then I end up getting a, a corporate job. And to this day, I tell every people at Google, I would still be at that job if it wasn't for Google. So, um, it was with a company called Holman um, Automotive, mm-hmm. um, which recently... It was originally Cooney Automotive, which bought out Holman Automotive. So essentially what they are is they buy dealerships, right? Okay. Um, but I was responsible for a uh, full cycle for six dealerships. So I had three in San Diego, two in Sacramento, and one in Palo Alto. So essentially two years ago is where my life started to kind of like, I started to actually live life. Because mm-hmm. then I was traveling, I was meeting different people, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like in- experiencing what yeah. I should That's be when I started seeing your IG. I'm like, what's Felipe up to? Like, why yeah. is he over here traveling? You got a business card and yeah. you got deal- these dealerships. Okay, now it makes sense. It was awesome because I love cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my office was in the Porsche dealership. Mm-hmm. And so I was responsible for Porsche and Audi and the Range Rover, all three of them on Miramar Road, right? Yeah. Um, and then I had, and that's when I first experienced the Bay. Um, I had the, the Audi in Palo Alto and then I was going to Sacramento. I was just traveling. I had a you know uh, a black car with the with our corporate card. I was eating good, like <laughs> I was flying, like I was renting cars, staying in nice hotels, and just enjoying life. And I was able to do my job at the best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I kind of learned about leadership mm-hmm. because that manager that I had was very hands off and kind of trusted me based off like, hey, what can you do? What are your skill sets? Right. You know, what can you bring to the team? And allow me to showcase that. And then from there, kind of tune me into, you know, how can you also help other people? And so um, that's where everything just started to click. So, boom, full yeah. cycle. Yeah, that's kind of weird though, like, because we didn't, after you, we graduated, like, me and yours, we weren't that in touch. Just so, like, obviously everyone's doing their own thing. But uh-huh. then I saw it, you're at dealerships, and I feel like it was like the next month you're at Google. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? How, yeah. did, how did this happen? It exactly. happened really quick. Exactly. I was only there at the, at the, uh, dealership for about six six months. Yeah, see, so it was like a two, yeah. and like I'm like, this guy is balling out at Porsche dealership. Like you get quick snaps and everything, and then I'm like, 
Google, okay, so what happened here? What did I miss? Like, So it's funny because I landed that gig through my best friend. Shout out Kenny Hill. Um, he was like, yo, this company Google, or this company that recruits for Google hit me up. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, <laughs> good yeah, for you. Yeah, like, good <laughs> for you. you know? Um, but he essentially was like, yeah, man, like, I just got this new job. Like, and, you know, um, his wife right now, um, they're like, we don't want to move, but uh, I'm going to pass them your information. I was like, okay, sure. The lady hits me up, and I'm like, this is fake. Like, right. it does not sound real. There's no... I'm trying to look up where are they a third party? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Um, because you've been in that background, so you're like, oh, yeah, hold up, like. exactly. So I'm like, yo, are you trying to make commission off me? Like, so <laughs> every time someone hits me up, like from like on LinkedIn, and you know, and people you, like send me emails, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how much commission you're gonna make off me. Like, <laughs> so the first thing I think of, it's so bad. I'm like, you're not gonna play me. I'm not a contract to hire. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, essentially, gotta be direct to hire. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> give me that DP. Um, she essentially reached out and it ended up being true about a three month process mm-hmm. um had about six higher or six interviews Shit. um yeah i mean the life of google now now i'm here the funny thing is is i did not prep for it at all no just wing yeah just winging I mean, it. yeah i mean not even winging it but i feel like and it goes back to like what my dad had taught me like i don't know who you are mm-hmm. um that whatever company that wants me is going to want me for me yep so the way i think the way i interview should be authentic and genuine and if you talk to a lot of people not to toot my own horn but a lot of people say hey you're very genuine you're very authentic like you always want to help people and that's how i want to come across in interviews and so essentially it, it played in my favor and then you know played to your yeah six, inter- six interviews they were long too yeah sheesh did you have a, a whole day interview ah you did some research, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because um, Jen's currently well. Jen and her friend, I've like, been for big companies. Like I don't want to name them out, but like they've told me, like it's like a phone interview first, and then they'll go in there for half a day, and then a full day, and then you'll get yeah, like, it's the exactly whole how it enchilada. is. Yeah, you basically work for them for like a whole week before you get hired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a long process, especially for the big tech companies, yeah. and it's for good reason, right? They right. have a lot of competition. They want to, you know get the best of the best mm-hmm. um it's interesting yeah. that they would get a recruit though maybe just they're hiring just that yeah that they need a recruit to outsource it yeah i mean that's also how they make their money i guess like i don't i don't necessarily know why google does that or mm-hmm. facebook or big companies um except for trying to hire as many people as they can faster yeah right because there's only so many applications or people that are recruiters here at Google can reach, right? True. If you have other people outside of the org doing more research for you, you're just going to expand. Mm-hmm. And that's hence why they have so many, you know, locations and companies in the Philippines, in Mexico, yeah. you know, in China and things like that. So it's a smart move on their part. When you got that job at Google, who's the first person you told? Man, uh, I told my, my parents, I text them in a group chat, and my mom's like, cool. <laughs> it's like what is it <laughs> like, what are you doing yeah. like, cool cool you're leaving yeah, yeah thanks. Was, all she said was cool wow yeah three O's too I screenshot <laughs> it yeah I made it ma thanks, <laughs> thanks I know when I, I I found out because I originally I thought that I did not get the job because I didn't hear back from anybody in two weeks mm-hmm. um, and I was like alright whatever left I, you even, on I literally called my best friend <laughs> left me on red <laughs> <laughs> left you on literally red. I literally called Kenny it was like yo 
I don't think I got the job, but it's all good because I love this job. Mm -hmm. And literally the next day, I get a call, <laughs> and I'm she's like, "Hey, you got the you got the job," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> I, I need proof." We're on the <laughs> phone. Yeah, I was on the phone. She sends me the email and like. I was like, hey, can I call you back? And then I started crying. I was like, Dennis is huge. So yeah. I was in the office. And people were like, why are you crying? I'm like, pull the blinds down. Let me have my moment, you know. So, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that must have been hard, though, because, like, a lot of times when somebody leaves a company and goes to another one, like, they, they're wanting to see to leave. But, like, it looked like you actually liked the job you were in. Yeah. So how hard was it leaving somewhere where, like, you're comfortable, you're established yourself, like, you're six months in, you're like, I see the growth, but I see more potential over here. Yeah, it was, so... So the, is the grass really greener on the other side? Yeah. Um, it depends who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew that I had, so obviously everyone makes New Year resolutions, right? Right. But I made a, a goal to work at Google the following year. Yep. And so when my best friend had told me, that's when I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's... I'm supposed to, I, you know, I want that, you know? Oh, so that was, a, that was why it hurt so yeah, much. You're like, yeah, I wrote that down. That was my... Exactly. Okay. Um, Did you write it down or you just told yourself? No, I wrote it down. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big component of that, just writing your shit down. Like, I write it on my journal and it happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, I write things like my notepad, obviously, on, on my phone and things like that. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so when that happened, I was like, it was just a blessing. Like, yeah, it was... it. it but back, back to what you're saying... Um, yeah, I, I had literally one week to decide, um, but one week to get there. So I, I packed up all my shit. I threw it in my car. Whatever you can fit. I said, all right, mom, dad, I love you. I'm out. I'll be back. Yeah. Thanksgiving. And the reason being is because me, think about it like this. How many people have the opportunity to work at Google? It's a percentage. It, it's a very low percentage. Right? And especially in a field where it's essentially never going away, right? Yeah. Recruiting's never going away. They can try to do these AI, you know, calls and, like, messages, but at the same time, they can't replicate a relationship and, and a computer can't help with the process of negotiating or doing things like that, right? right. Um, and just uh, the, the opportunity to have Google on your resume, you can essentially do anything. Mm -hmm. And that goes for Facebook or Lyft or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just thought about the long-term goal, right? right? Yeah, that was my short-term goal for that year or the following year, but at the same time, in long-term, I can essentially do anything. You know, it's, it's, it, was a, it was a very smart investment on my part. Um, a lot of sacrifice because I just got a new lease there and I had to pay that mug out. <laughs> um, still hurting from that, but yeah, I made the move, packed up all my stuff, so. Congrats on that. What did you write in uh, for New Year's this year? What would you go? I didn't write anything. You didn't write anything? I didn't write anything. No? Uh, I think the main thing for me was just to have fun, just to be happy, literally. Have fun, be happy. That's all I really wanted to do. So I wanted to just, and I want to travel more, obviously. Um, just things that, like, they weren't, not, I mean, I guess you can call them goals, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just things I want to do. So, like, I want to go to Thailand. I want to, you know, go to Hawaii again. You know, I want to do a lot of backpacking. I want to have a Muay Thai fight. Um, you know, just a lot of, like, activities. So you got your career-wise. Are you now making that transition to obviously traveling more and fitness? Yeah, trying to. I'm trying to. Trying to. Obviously, you got to save up for that. <laughs> Actively. And, and SF is expensive, yep. man. It is very expensive. For us San Diegans, just tell us roughly your rent. You don't have to tell us the exact number, but just so you bless us a little bit so we can humble. <laughs> oh, for a rent? or? Mm. All right. So I had a one-bedroom. 
uh, one bath with a washer and dryer, and it was in the hood of San Jose, um, and you're roughly looking a month about $2,500. Boom. There you go, guys. And we're over here yeah. complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it, yeah. And, and it's in the hood. Still, you still got to buy groceries. You still got to pay your water bill and things and like that. You have so. it. And how far is the commute? Oh, my God, man. <laughs> so, San Jose is actually not that far from where Google is. Mm-hmm. But to get there is like an hour and a half. And you have people from different foreign countries. I love everybody. Y'all need to <laughs> learn how to drive, man. God. And there's only, it's three-way highway. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. <laughs> no sense. Silicon Valley is supposed to be so smart. You guys need to get this bro shit together, bro. Oh, they man. expect you guys to, like, you know, just commute there. It's like flying over oh, something on there. But Google has buses. Mm-hmm. But you want to take a bus, sit on a bus for two hours while working. That's cool. That's just me. I'd rather be in control and drive somewhere. Like, if I want to leave early, I can leave, I can't, early. I can leave early, mm-hmm. right? So, the bus thing wasn't for me. You tried it? Huh? Did you try it? I tried it once. I said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Never again. I can't do this. Uh-uh. So, last time you came down, you told me that poss- possibly you're moving to Austin. Is that still in the... Yes. Yeah, so, there's a couple of things that are stirring up right now that I can't talk about. Okay. Um, but Austin is in the picture, but a couple other cities are in the picture too as well. So that would per se basically open up your travels too. So your traveling exactly. plans would happen yeah. because of that opportunity. I, I realistically, I, like in my heart, I want to be closer to my family. Mm-hmm. I want to watch my brother, um, who's Aaron, who is about to enter high school. So I want to watch him play sports. Um, I know when my sister played sports, I was in college and I wasn't able to watch her. Uh, but my other little brother, uh, Ricky, Who's taller than me? Yeah. Big as fuck. <laughs> um, I got to see him play uh, football, and I loved it. And right. so I want to be able to watch my little brothers or my little brother mm-hmm. play basketball. Because you were doing the your side gig while he was in high school too, right? Yeah. And you were coaching him. Exactly. I was coaching them. through yeah. Grossman too, so I was able to go to all his games and nice. just see what how how much of a beast he became and how much I've missed. I'm like, oh man, you you became this guy? Like, this is dope, you know? So people people used to call him Little Ipe, so everyone who, like, very close to me, my nickname is Ipe, like Felipe Ipe. Mm -hmm. Um, So they used to call him. He used to go to all the practices and like, oh, there's Little Ipe, and then now he's like trucking fools, like (laughs) 225. Um, Yeah, and now it's Aaron's turn, so I want to make sure I'm I'm there for that process. He's going to try to make some moves, try to get a little closer. Yeah, at least where I can see you know, three or four games yeah, a something. year to kind of get a taste, you know, yeah, so, but yeah, it is in the picture, um, and I'm excited for it, That's I'm excited good. for the movie yeah. that comes, no, so yeah. I'll tell you, you sounded you sounded excited last time we talked, like, yeah. well, last time you came, like, this is not the first time I've seen Felipe, like, actually, me and Felipe, like, actually made a bond more that he started coming down town, ta- down in town, it's like, every time he hits me up, hey, I'm down, okay, we'll kick it for a, a day or two, or just, like, a quick session and mm-hmm. catch tones. Last time we weren't able to podcast just because you came for literally two days. Yeah, like literally in two and out, days. Boom. Yeah, you brought your dog last time, mm-hmm. but you don't have him today. I know. I miss him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Muay Thai, the Muay Thai. sorry Muay Thai. How'd you get involved in it? Like, um, how did how'd I you get... go from football? Man, um, can't run over people, so I want to hit <sighs> you. <laughs> so it's funny because when I was at Aerotech, uh, one of my coworkers said, "Hey, try out this gym because." I love just, let's be honest, I, anyone who knows me, I fought a lot in college. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, it is what it is. 
you know, uh, in Idaho, we would just get drunk and fight, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't. I well, just, you have a stiff arm, and you would start fight a fight. <laughs> like, you would come off the sideline, you stiff arm, and they hit you too hard. You're like, what? You just bounce back up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I, you know, that was the, the the big era with like Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, and the small mm-hmm. guys were dominating, and so that kind of just like I really loved right. boxing or shadow boxing and doing the, those things. But when I was at Aerotech, my coworker was like, hey, come try this, dude. Like, we always talk about fighting. I think you'd be good at it. So I get there, and it was the worst experience of my life. The worst experience <laughs> of my life. Oh, man. I would, oh, I got my ass beat so bad. The, the instructor literally wailed on me with kicks. No shin guards, nothing, nothing but bone to my legs. And I Did your homeboy set you up? Or like, that's yeah. what I thought, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I remember that. It was so bad. I couldn't walk for like three days. Like I don't know what his problem was, but he literally was willing. An on example me. of you. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. And I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I let it be known. I I got back into it. Um, I know I got startled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Gabs here, right? <laughs> um, I got back into it and. I decided to try it in 2017, two years ago, mm-hmm. a year ago, and I only did it for a couple months, still MMA, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is one of the best gyms literally in America, so that's a big fact. Like, that's a plug, so shout out Coach Carl. Um, I was only there for a couple months, but it was it was a really you good You come back home, and you run straight to it. Yeah. Like, you get your Cali burrito, and then you go there. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> where I go. So, Coach Carl... Coach Sean, who's one of my favorite coaches, like I still talk to him today, I actually just trained with um, Nesto and Coach Sean, um, and they're like the first people I go to every single time I come come back. Um, but yeah, it's just like the environment, I got the true feel of what it feels like to train like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming from like a sports background, you just, oh, you, you never want to stop competing. No. Like, you know, you play video games and you get mad for a reason, right? Because yeah. you're competitive. Or like you play pickup games and something happens because like, you, you know, the world you, yeah. you gotta win so um run it back and the reason why i like martial arts or just muay thai in general or boxing any type of fighting is because it's only you you're the only person to blame mm-hmm. um and you can dictate how much you want to condition how much you want to push yourself and preparing for a fight or training for any type of fight is like a that's on a different level like there's right. no conditioning you can do that's essentially going to help you except for doing that and so, and there's like so many different nuances to it and different techniques and different little things that everyone in the world knows and like mm-hmm. everyone's different. And it's just so cool to pick everyone's mind. And you come into the gym, you would never think someone can fight, right? And they're like, God, he's a beast or she's a beast. Right. Like I, they can for sure beat the shit out of me, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's, I just fell in love with it. I did it for a couple months. It's like so. any, any, I don't know those any one of those sports is like you can't judge them by how they look. It's more like their conditioning once you see them in the ring. Yeah, because they can be scrawny, but they can have like they can be quick as hell. On yeah, you and, and so that was that also like made me realize too like was part of my growing up and maturing was never really judge a book by its cover. Like you don't really know mm-hmm. who's who, right? Um, and so every time I would go in the gym and I would see someone different, I'm like, dang, that's impressive. What she or he is doing, that's impressive. Like, yeah. I would never have thought so. But yeah, I did it for a little bit, and then I moved to SF, and so I didn't. I didn't do it. Found a gym over there, yeah. I did. Yeah, Yeah, Koa Koa Fitness. Um, I met a lot of good people there. Just started doing it, so in total, I just picked it up really, really fast. 
um, because I became very addicted to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be very good, very fast. You didn't want to get your ass beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just, I've been doing that now, so consistently for about a total of like six, seven months. Nice. But I picked it up a lot faster than what anyone should at six months. So, um, but yeah, I also ask a lot of questions. You know, mm-hmm. I videotape myself a lot. Like I hide my cell phone in a little corner mm-hmm. to videotape, not to post on Instagram, but right. because I want to see are my legs not, are, am I not turning over my kicks? Yeah. Like is my right hand down? Why do I keep getting hit with this cross every time I throw a kick? Like what's going on? You know, and then I would like scroll through. I'm like, hey, dude, how do I, how do I do this? Like why do I, why does this keep happening? You mm-hmm. know, just like football and you, you know, film study and you, you find out different things. So yeah, it's competitive. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> I got too much, man. Like, I'm already, like, like, I got so much in my head. Like, I'm trying to qualify for Boston. I'm trying to be elite in Spartan races. Like, yeah, so I see just, that all the time. Oh, it just, I'm, and it counts the battle against myself. So I'm trying to 1% better. Like you said, like, it's that competitive age that, that keeps going and keeps running through your head. Like, I can do more. I got more. And then Jen will tell me or my friends will tell me, hey, you're doing a great job. right now. I got more. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking... I think we're just sick that way. Like, yeah. It sucks, but, like, we just keep striving for more. And, like, I'll see you post something. Hey, good job. And you're like, no, I'm st- I still got more shit yeah. to do. Like, yeah. So. Like, no, it's okay. That's all right. Yeah. It's good, but I think at the end, like, we got to be able. And that's what I said, like, a couple podcasts back. I said, like, you got to be able to look back and be like, hey, I actually achieved something. So, like, this is actually good for you, too, because you'll, mm-hmm. you'll listen to this and you're like, shit, I, I've been a long way in, like, yeah. 11, 10 years since high school. Like, yeah, hey, I started shit. It was high. I went back low. I went back high, and now yeah. I'm here. Like, so you're still finding yourself, and you're at least growing, and you're you're maturing as a person. Exactly, and that goes back to like you asked me, like, hey, did you write goals? And that was specifically one of the reasons why, because I wanted to like take a step back and just self-assess and be like, okay, look what all has transpired. Mm-hmm. So just be happy because yeah. you've made it this far. You've done this and this. You should be happy for it. And right. so that was one of the reasons why I was like, just enjoy life, have fun. Obviously, you're going to keep working hard and things yeah. like that. but You know yeah. what you can push out. You know what your potential exactly. is. But you're like, hey, let me take a seat back, watch it yeah. play out. Yeah. That's cool. Respect that. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, no, I won't, get, I won't get into it. Um, For those that don't know you personally, but have a, basically just know you from high school as just the, the jock and the guy that just came out and balled out like what's mm-hmm. your what can you, you what's the message you can give them to now like if they perceive you as a certain person like what would you tell those people um like, you know what i mean right like the people that just yeah. saw you as just felipe like three star letterman like no yeah, big yeah. deal um i don't know because i wouldn't say haters like, but i would just say people that never got to know who the real felipe was yeah uh, i was very reserved very, very reserved, and I still am to mm-hmm. an extent, right? But I'd, I'd be more open, I guess, to meeting different people. Mm-hmm. Like, I stuck, I think my senior year is when I started to really blossom and talk to different groups. Um, but I think, yeah, I would just be open, you yeah. know? I would communicate more to other people and not have quick conversations. I think for me, in my mind, the biggest thing was, like, I always thought someone had a vendetta against me. And that goes back to the chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. What know? do you want out of me? Yeah, what, what do you want out of me? Who sent you here? Why do you want to be my friend? Why do you want to help me out? You know? So, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's a curse. But it's also a blessing at the same time. So Yeah, you have to keep your guard up. Yeah. But 
I think that's one thing that everybody could take a lesson from. Like, talk to people more, communicate more, and not mm-hmm. just be in your own corner. Because yeah. you never know. Like, it could be a homie that helps you go to Google. Yeah, exactly. But Exactly. You got anything else? Man, no. I'm good. You good? I am good. Content? Yeah. Happy? I'm happy. Where I'm can happy. they find you? Uh... You can find me. What's my Instagram? Felipe, <laughs> Felipe Valdez ninety one. F E L I P E V A L D E Z ninety one. I only have an Instagram. Look so. at his stories. He'll show his dog, his training. Yeah. His Google days. I heard I post too much about my dog. Yeah, they right. say they say the same thing about my co-host Joey that he talks too much about his dog on his the podcast too. Really? I don't mind. Like you know, like it's it's basically you're a kid. Like you know. Yeah. You're with it so much and. The love that the the dog will always have for you, you know. You you come home after a rough day, and that dog's right there. Exactly. Like, this is my first time away from Prince. It's killing you. It's killing me inside. You can't I wait. I keep texting my roommate. <laughs> Are you sure he's yeah. okay? I Send me a picture. I said, um, please make sure that my son is back in one piece. <laughs> I want him so. picking me up at the airport, not you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And he's all I got out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know. He's literally everything. He goes everywhere. Did you get he him when you landed? Dogs, by the way. Oh, yeah? So you, yeah. you take him every day? He's such an asshole. <laughs> He's a puppy. He's a puppy. So, yeah. like, he constantly wants to play outside. I'm like, yo, your dad has to make money, man. <laughs> you got to make some money out of yeah. it. It's okay. Just leave me out here. Right? Or else you going to be eating dollar fries from McDonald's again, Prince. <laughs> yeah, I like that life. He does. He likes tequila, too. <laughs> <laughs> did you get him when you moved up there? Or? I did, yeah. Yeah, I got him when I moved up there, and I was actually looking through baby pictures yesterday. I was like, dang. He's yeah. only a year and a month old, but he grew pretty fast. Did you get him out of comfort, or like you are already like, I needed a dog, and this was another? Yeah, I was I was with another. I was with my ex at mm-hmm. the time, and you know, she wanted a dog. I wanted a dog, and she had like sent me a picture of what dog she wanted, um, and I didn't want that type of dog. I mm-hmm. wanted like like a more of a German Australian shepherd. He mm-hmm. was he is a a blue healer mixed with uh border collie. Um and so I picked him up that day once she sent the picture. And I was like, "Well, let me see if it's real." Like, you know, cuz you yeah. always know if there's a connection with the dog. And so as soon as I opened the door, he was asleep. He just ran straight towards me and the lady was like, "He hasn't done that all day." And I was like, "I'm taking him." <laughs> I'm taking so, him. Yeah. And he hangs with you too when you're running, right? Yeah. He, he we hangs. we've gone on I think the most we've ran is like 7 miles. Uh, but he slows me down sometimes. <laughs> Come on, Prince, you're a dog. You got to push through, you know. Uh, trying so, to go home, eat more tequila. Yeah, right. <laughs> trying to cut back. Well, appreciate you having that. Appreciate you being on, sharing your story. Absolutely. The the ups, the downs, and just, just so everybody can relate that. We all, it's not about the money. It's about finding who you are internally and being happy. Yeah. Yeah, they say money isn't everything, but... It is a majority of things, but if you don't have the love inside, you know what I mean? That's money. Money ain't shit. Nope. She's going to bring you down. Money ain't shit. That's the title. Yeah. Money ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, please share it on Instagram. Tag us at Nothing Lose Podcast. Tag Felipe. Tag me at Tony. Tag Joey. And have a great day. Peace. Deuce.